the Scrapyard. Welcome back to the Scrapyard. I'm Seamus Byrne and I've been on the road this past week travelling to the Rainbow Six Siege Six Invitational, the annual World Championship event on the Rainbow Six calendar. We had Aussies in the mix, both Fnatic, who made it to the quarterfinals, and also James Stewart, Dev Marta, on the analyst desk. And honestly, I'm actually psyched to play some more Siege. Uh, it's steadily growing year over year and progressing toward that top tier of esports, and it's just super fun to play. But total digression, this is a Blizzard Games show. All that is just my excuse for why it's been another slow week on getting back around to this thing. It's also been another hard week at Blizzard, unfortunately, with the announcement that regardless of record profits at Activision Blizzard, 800 people were losing their jobs from across publishing, PR and community roles. We always knew there was a, there wasn't a lot, rather, of big, exciting new projects in the works for 2019. But to hear a lot of people have lost their jobs is pretty horrible. Blizzard's built a reputation as a company that cares deeply for everyone who works there. And that vibe kind of means it's almost like a family. So when a lot of people in areas like community management, people who the public knows through the forums and social media, it really feels like a move that rubs against the grain of the story of the company and the story it's built around itself. I visited Blizzard last year and saw firsthand the compass in its courtyard with the eight messages that guide its decision-making, messages like every voice matters. The staff truly believe in these tenets too. It isn't just some kind of lip service. But when hundreds of staff lose their jobs while a new CFO at Activision Blizzard scores a $15 million sign-on bonus, it feels like something is being lost in translation. The company has tightened its proverbial belt before 600 jobs were cut back in 2012 in similar roles in another window where the company knew it had a lean period ahead of it. So this isn't unprecedented and it isn't completely out of character. But these days, we have so many more social media connections to people inside a company. And forums and social channels are far more meaningful than they were seven years ago. And I've met some of these people myself, people who are leaving a job at a company that they thought they would work at for the rest of their lives. There's not many companies that instill that kind of loyalty anymore, and it's a deep shame when it can't uphold that loyalty in return. All this does, it it kind of makes it hard to keep the faith, given the various other dramas of recent months. But for all the sadness, there's still a very big team of awesome and talented people trying to get the next big things built and ready for us to play. So I know I'll keep opening the Battle.net client and keep playing a lot of WoW and Hearthstone and Diablo Seasons, playing against my kids at StarCraft and dabbling in HOTS and Overwatch and watching all the esports. And this week, I've got an interview to share with you all. I caught up with Josh Corbett, another Aussie who hosts the very successful Countdown to Classic podcast. It's all about the journey to the launch of WoW Classic, which some amongst you might be excited to try when it lands and others might be wondering what the fuss is all about going back to the beginning. So I set up this chat to get Josh's perspective on why he and the Classic community are so pumped for the game and some of that kind of nitty gritty stuff that they care about deeply when it comes to getting the faithful restoration that they're hoping for. 
You can find Josh's show at countdowntoclassic.com and that site will point you to the podcast link and the community discord and all sorts of other info on what is now closing in on 100 episodes of that show so far. So, here's my chat with Josh. Enjoy. My guest today is Josh Corbett. I believe he's a lawyer by day. He runs his own mini little podcast empire covering a few things. But for Blizzard fans, he is the host of the incredibly popular Countdown to Classic podcast about all things WoW Classic. So we're going to have a, a good chat about what exactly is going on there because I can't think of anybody better place to to bring us up to speed on just how excited that Classic community out there is. Uh, and for those of us who haven't been paying quite so much attention to those nuances, um, just how important those fans find kind of getting it just right uh, is it really going to be. So Josh, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Seamus. It's great to be here. I'm really happy to uh, obviously get a, a, a chat to you on this show after you were kind enough to do the same favour for me a few weeks ago, which we had a lot of fun with for an Australia Day special. That was. That was really, really fun. And uh, and exactly, I think it's kind of always cool when you discover that, you know, a, a big podcast out there that is, you know, delving into these sort of niche fun areas that we all love um, turns out to be another Aussie <laughs> making, uh, you yeah, making a show. So, like, why did you decide Wow Classic was, and Countdown to Classic was, was the show that you really wanted to make? Well, Firstly, I'll just say I do get a kick out of being an Australian and doing it. I should say that much. And that's one of the first few comments that comes in about the show that people are surprised to hear this foreign voice of someone else sort of taking up the mantle and deciding to do a podcast on uh, on something like Classic. And they're all getting a kick out of that, which is great and learning a little bit about Australia. But basically, I started Countdown to Classic just because after the announcement of the fact that Classic was coming that we got at BlizzCon in 2017, you know, in early November 2017, I believe it was, uh, I, I just, I was so happy. I, I couldn't contain myself. Like many, many people, I was so stoked that I was going to be able to go back to this version of the game that I loved because I had stopped playing many years ago and I wasn't really down with what the game was doing now. That's fine. Each to their own. It just wasn't a game that sung out to me. But then they announced Classic, uh, all these, you know, all this excitement, all these great feelings come flooding back. And um, I jumped to YouTube and I, you know, wanted to look at every video about it and I consumed all of them and there were only so much at the time. And then I sort of started looking to podcasts. I've always been a huge, huge podcast fan and I've listened to them for years. Um, and I used to do one back in the day that was horrible 10 years ago, back when it was still like the wild, wild west of podcasting. But that's why <laughs> we've all done that one. And we just, you know, I got two mates around in my backyard and we'd get drunk and just, you know, everyone's done one of those podcasts, but that's fine. But now I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I had another podcast going, um, a, a movie podcast, which I'm really happy with. And then I thought, well, you know, I can do more. I've got the time. So I wanted to talk about classic and there was no one else talking about it the way in which I wanted to hear about it. So I wanted to go really deep. I wanted someone to talk to me for hours about this thing, but nobody was really doing it. So I found, uh, sorry, in saying that there were people doing it. There were two or three other podcasts out there, which I, you know, consumed all of their episodes, but I wanted more and more and more. And so I just went, screw it. <laughs> I'll be the one who'll do it. And now I've gone nuts. I've 
virtually no live podcasting over the last year or so and i think we're 91 episodes deep in 11 months that's amazing i mean so you're gonna well you'll have hit the hundred well before it uh, it actually goes live but it won't be too far off actually when you uh, uh hit that big number geez how how is your community sort of you know coming along at the moment because i mean that's like but that's probably the other important question right now is how like how the community found it. And obviously, you've got a big discord going now around the, the podcast as well. But um, clearly, people you know, really took to the idea that of the style of show that you were planning on doing too, right? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think, and this is the biggest piece of advice that I could ever give to anyone who's doing podcasting or looking to get into the field is... Just do the show that you want to hear because, you know, I'm, I'm far from the podcast professional. Like I said, I, I, you know, dabbled in the past. I was, you know, running one just before Countdown to Classic started and I just did something that I know I would have enjoyed. And so luckily enough, the community has really embraced it. And it's a bizarre format in a way when you say, Hey, here's a two and a half to three hour podcast that comes out every week and only talks about World of Warcraft classic. We don't talk about the current game. We don't talk about other video games like 99% of the time. It's just WoW Classic all the time. And I'm like, a game that isn't actually out yet. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the other insane part is we're now over 200 hours into a show talking about a game that isn't even out yet. And there's still more to cover. And obviously, you know, we're cheating a little bit in that we used to, like the game has been out at one point in time. So we know enough about it. But the community was the really shocking part and when I started the show look I'll never forget the first day when I saw like 14 people downloaded it and I was like oh my god I've made it and now the show is going out to over 5,000 people like 5,000 unique downloads every week and I still can't believe it to be honest with you and it's just word through reddit uh, the classic wow subreddit it's word through uh, word of mouth people telling their mates people are talking about it on private servers where they play the game and whatnot and the discord as you mentioned grew like i didn't i swear to god i'm not lying when i say this i didn't know what discord was a year ago um (laughs) and i downloaded it and i was just like what's this you know fandangled thing that all these kids are talking about and now there's you know well over a thousand people in the countdown to classic discord and that's been a nice little offshoot of this community that's come over and everyone's so nice and everyone's so polite it hasn't sort of devolved into you know a, a place where there's you know terrible chat or just memes left right and center it's really on point intelligent people discussing the game and i I sort of can't believe that's happened that's another really nice uh sort of side thing that's come out of it all so let's uh let's take a a a step back in time and uh think about what what kind of style of player were you uh back in the day you know were you crazy hardcore end gamer or uh, you know a bit more of a a chilled out player and and what kinds of classes did you like to uh, dabble in I was, look, I was going through law school at the time, as you mentioned. Yeah, I work as a lawyer now, um, you know, lawyer by day, uh, fighting crime at night and playing a, <laughs> playing a little bit of, uh, you know, video games where I can. But, um, you know, I've always been a big gamer. I gravitated to WoW through law school. That was my first, no, I'm lying. That was my second MMO. I played um, Final Fantasy XI before that and I figured, hey, I'm a bit late to the party, but I'll check out WoW. And, um, you know, this is mid-2006 and just fell in love. I didn't have all the time in the world to devote to it. Even though I wasn't the best student, I still sort of was moderately responsible. And I played about 15 hours a week when I could. 
and um, I didn't never rated, and so that that's kind of one of the funny things is I'm more of a serious casual, if you will. I sort of yeah jokingly refer to myself as you know one of the more, more knowledgeable casuals out there because you think of a casual and you think it's someone who really is yet to discover a lot about you know the the nuances of the game. And don't get me wrong, I'm still learning. But I'm pretty confident with my knowledge base at this point. Now, the best part of the show is all my listeners know so much more than me. These are the gurus that come on the show. And it's just, you know, a sort of interested casual like me who gets to interview them. And I'm learning every week. So it's just a constant education. But I played a rogue. I was a night elf. I was, you know, all for the Alliance back in the day. I, I loved just sort of, you know, a bit of bit of everything really except for raiding so i took my time through the questing experience got to uh, 60 just before the burning crusade dropped did my little bits and pieces of pvp but nothing too crazy you know ran dungeons when i could but just never really took that next step to end game yeah and look i i my experience back then yeah pretty similar um i think it's funny i kind of feel a little less of the nostalgia but i think partly because one of the main things i ran was hunter back in the day and and that meant i had to remember to feed my pet i had to to craft arrows and all these kinds of you know sort of annoying little extras around my character that don't exist anymore um and so yeah those are the those kinds of annoying memories but then of course plenty of really great memories from that early era of just you know what it meant as a community and 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 hanging out with sort of other people and i mean so many of those sorts of aspects that you're right even even without sort of becoming a serious uh raider and learning how to do all the attunements and all the kind of crazy parts of of end game that that were around back then um definitely felt like you know it was still just so much fun in that sort of old, old style of what it was but you know what what is it about the fans uh, that you interact with that you feel like is that kind of core lust that they have for that vanilla experience all over again? Well, you just sort of subtly mentioned one of them, which is that need or desire to really put in the work to get an achievement out of a Mm. video game. And there's definitely a, a split in the fan base at this point, whereas people who might still play World of Warcraft and people who may have quit many years ago, and one of the main gripes of you know many that, that may have given it up some time ago is that lack of an appropriate reward versus sort of the time that you put into the game. And obviously, as you say, back in the day, people wanted to feel like they burnt some major calories to get a reward in the game. (laughs) And that's why we feel good after we go to the gym. You know, if you slave away in the gym, if you pump iron, if you do 45 to 60 minutes on the treadmill or whatever you might do, you feel good about it as opposed to, you know, being rewarded a little bit generously when you feel like you didn't do much to earn that reward, which is one of the knocks against the game now where, you know, all these amazing items are kind of handed out for logging in. And I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, but um, <laughs> yeah. there, there's just a, a variation in, in the sort of design of the game in a way now. And people feel like they want to go back. And if you're listening and if you're one of those people who sort of thinks, I really did get a kick out of working hard for my rewards back in the day. Then, you know, that's an old school MMO um, 
you know, vibe that a lot of people are rushing to get back to. Now, in saying that, I completely appreciate that this game is not for everyone. There are people who hear that and they now throw around terms like quality of life. We want quality of life. We we don't want to have to work too hard for things that shouldn't be, you know, a um, something that makes you, let's say, tab out of browser to look up where to go for quests and things like that. Or, um, <laughs> you know, if you want to just do things like certain add-ons that are now part of the game that weren't part of the game before that you had to go out and find something uh, to, to throw in there to make your life a little bit easier. But, you know, for certain people, we do kind of think of all that stuff fondly as opposed to shuddering in fear now. So you're either one in one of, in one of two camps, I guess I should say. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of that Dark Souls thing, right? You know, when in recent years, when those kinds of games reemerged after quite a long time, I guess, of, you know, any kind of action game, um, you know, there's difficulty levels. But then when something came along again that was like, this is really hard and it's going to, it's going to kill you a lot of times before you succeed on any given boss. You know, it suddenly it was that reemergence of the idea that, you know, how much sweeter that victory finally is as well, right? Definitely. And I think that there's a, a big argument that comes up with Vanilla World of Warcraft when we talk about difficulty, because a lot of people will say Vanilla World of Warcraft was not a difficult game. It was a tedious one. You're thinking of tedium. That's what you mean to say, because a lot of people do describe it as being a harder version of the game. But I do somewhat reject that concept in that I, I don't think it was overly tedious, because if it was a tedious game, I wouldn't be that uh, into playing it, you know what I mean. I, I generally, I don't want to feel like the hamster on the wheel, just doing something <laughs> yeah. over and over again for no particular reason, just because I'm designed to to, to do it. Uh, I feel compelled to continue to do it. But it's something that it's a engrossing game. That yeah, it's a little bit addictive, and you know, there's the stories out there from people getting a little bit too caught up back in the day. But um, I, I don't think it's it's a tedious thing. I think it is a challenging game that really rewards you if you put time into it and it's time that i'm really looking forward to investing again in a a, you know time for the market where mmos aren't really doing terribly well and look it's a really good point you're saying as well about how that community around countdown to classic is is really analyzing all of the kind of the nitty-gritty details and thinking about how close it's going to be to that original experience that they're really seeking out. But I'm you know, curious for you after after this, all the show you've done so far, you know, what are some of those key details you think people are most, uh, you know, caring the most about when it comes to what kind of an experience and 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 how they want it to, to accurately take them back to that place? Mm. Well, I think the dirty little secret about Countdown to Classic is that we're discussing a lot of things that actually don't interest many players. And let me explain what I mean by that, in that <laughs> if you're listening to Countdown to Classic now, or if you're listening to this interview and you're intrigued by the concept of Countdown to Classic, you're already somewhat more niche than the rest of the people who will probably be picking it up and giving it a go. Because the vast, vast, vast majority of the player base for Classic World of Warcraft when it comes in summer of this year is not paying much attention to it. I can guarantee you that. It's a novelty to them and they may fall in love with it when they 
play it when it comes out or they're intrigued by it, but they're just not that, you know, gung-ho that they're going to go out and consume a boatload of podcasts or a boatload of videos and whatnot. You know, these are the casual gamers. And this isn't just World of Warcraft. This is any game. You know, the, the, the money is in the casual fan base. That's where Blizzard has made all their money over the years. It's not in the people that, um, you know, devour hundreds of hours to the media. It's the people that just check in for a few months, pay, you know, four, five, six, seven months subs or maybe a bit more and, and then check out. Um, people who are just dabbling. So in saying that, Countdown to Classic has excellent information in it but it is reasonably niche. We discussed some pretty full-on points. Obviously, as I said, if we're about 200 hours deep into the show, the show gets a little bit more involved than just, I like World of Warcraft and here's why, and <laughs> how cool are warriors and how, you know, the Alliance sucks or whatever. You know, it, we get much, much deeper than that, you know, and it's there's something there for everyone if you want to be a hardcore theory crafter if you want to talk about pvp for hours and hours on end um you know there i really try to put a bit of everything on the plate because just generic talk i feel like there's other places people can go yeah and look it's, it's a good point as well one of my big memories of the early days of playing wow when i first started playing with priests and mages in particular was reading forums to really try to learn about mana efficiency, you know, and the, and discovering just how deep the maths went in the forums, you know, and, and how how kind of carefully people analyzed, you know, okay, well, you know, this rotation is going to be the way that you, uh, you know, have the optimal damage output because uh, over, you know, you won't have to stop casting at a certain point due to, you know, being mana inefficient and all, all these kinds of sort of, really kind of carefully um, detailed points and it's something that I think in the um, in the modern experience comes up less often when you're kind of just running around in the world whereas I think back then it did come up a little bit more often whereas now that is the domain of mythic raiders and you know mythic plus dungeon runners and those kinds of people who again it's like they've, they've yeah there's there's still that kind of upper end of the hardcore in the modern environment that still need to worry about those sorts of details whereas i think more of us were were worried about that uh yeah back in the original sort of days but but it was something that as you say going going in deep it was there'd be some people who instantly would have gone oh what's what's this all about walk away whereas i just love the idea of at the time the fact that my game required me to really think about the mathematics of magic Mm. (laughs) and i mean that's the, the sort of main point that I should have brought up. You, you hit the nail on the head in that vanilla World of Warcraft is not figured out. And whilst the show doesn't go too nuts into the sort of number crunching and stuff, because, like, God, I can tell you I'm the last person in the world who should be talking about crunching numbers. I'm, I fall apart when it comes to that aspect of the game. But I love talking to the people who are passionate about it. And the beauty of the show is that all I do is just call members of the community and luckily the show has gotten popular enough where I'm not shy of people who want to call in and I, I don't vet anyone. I just take their word for it. Someone says, hi, Josh, I want to call in. I want to talk about this. I go, great. You know, I'll record it this time and we just start up and I've spoken to them for about, you know, 20 seconds before we start recording and I've just been so lucky that everyone has been amazing, knowledgeable, 
talkative and it's a very easy job simply hosting this show. But as you say, that the reason they want to talk about it is because there's more than one ways to skin a cat. Everyone has a different opinion, says, well, when Classic comes, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Maybe this person could, this class could be top of the DPH, uh, DPS charts in certain situations. Maybe this particular car class has more to do in this specific raid. Maybe this weapon might actually work better for that class. It's subjective in a way. There are certain parts that are objective that I think pretty much have been locked away. But there's a lot of undiscovered facts about Vanilla World of Warcraft, and that's why the show continues to explore them. Yeah, that's that's a really cool thing. Yeah, you get it's nice. I think yeah, from the a few episodes that I've listened to of the show as well, it, it is it is really fun to hear people kind of those kind of classic passions you know being being reinvigorated as people get ready for this uh you know for this game to come back and it's a really good point there about the idea that people are almost theory crafting again with fresh eyes on the old days to to think well yeah is this an angle that that was never explored back at the time i'm gonna test that out when i get the chance that's that's a really really cool part of it yeah that's great yeah i think we really forget or underestimate the player base of certain games at times and world of warcraft really does have a lot of very very intelligent people playing this game we we sort of joke around and your default thought when you think of you know gamers playing an mmo or any game i don't know is you know someone maybe younger who just wants to joke and meme all the time and doesn't take anything too seriously and then as i say people call into the show and these are just incredibly um, articulate, unlike I'm being right now, but <laughs> incredibly <laughs> articulate, incredibly um, well-versed players. And just when they speak, you just they blow me away, as I say, from a casual's asp- uh, point of view, of how much they know about this game. And I don't, I don't screen. Uh, sorry, I don't. I don't give any of my questions in advance to callers. That's really, really important to me. I want to catch everyone um, in the moment with their answers. So people who have asked for questions in advance on the show, I've said no to. And some of them have actually said, well, then I won't be on the show. And I say, hey, no, no problems. That's each to their own. I respect (laughs) that. But everyone who comes on the show, I just ask questions, pull them out of a hat and whatever I think of on the spot, whatever flows organically from the conversation... And it never ceases to amaze me the kinds of answers I get in response because the players have spent that much time with the game. They know it like the back of their hand. Yeah. Man, that's really cool. Um, so have you ever like dabbled in other Blizzard games uh, over the years or, or was it just WoW was that one that caught your eye after you'd played a bit of Final Fantasy and and then, yeah, you had that you know magical love affair with WoW for a few years back in the day? <laughs> WoW was really the one that caught me. I'm far from the world's biggest Blizzard fan. Now, in saying that, of course, they've made games that I have enjoyed. I loved Warcraft 3. I wouldn't say I devoted a you know boatload of time to it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's an amazing game, and I still say, in my mind, it's got the number one video game narrative of all time. I absolutely love that story and could, you know, I you know sit on YouTube and just watch the cutscenes all the time <laughs> yeah. if I'm bored. But... Um, you know, other Blizzard games, not so much. I'm not a StarCraft guy. Um, it, bizarre, even though, same thing, RTS, just the, you know, the fantasy thing spoke out to me a lot more. I'm yeah. not a sci-fi person. 
Um, Overwatch, I'm terrible at first-person shooters, so <laughs> I don't enjoy a game where I'm really obviously struggling. Yeah. Um, and I think it's I think that's part of World of Warcraft's appeal is its accessibility. You don't have to be a particularly skilled gamer to still have a good time. Whereas I think in um, people might sort of find this funny, but I think in RTSs you definitely have a better time if you're quite good at it. Um, I think in first-person shooters, it's incredibly important to hold your own if you're going to have a good time. But um, in MMOs, you can kind of be a scrub and still be sitting there going, "This is fantastic." <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's a good point. And look. Uh, some of my best memories, you know, and I mean, I still play WoW to this day, uh, you know, but I, my favorite parts of the game are sometimes when, you know, just standing around fishing for a while, you know, and looking at a beautiful vista because mm. this world is there. And, and, and I think particularly with all the story stuff that they've always done so well, um, mm. as you mentioned there, that, you know, it, it does make you feel like you're, you're visiting this place. You know, it's, it's not just, um, you know, a game that, that you switch on and off from time to time, but that it's like you, you're just visiting a world and you know, having an experience in it while you happen to be there. And, uh, you know, and, and whatever kind of adventure you want to go on is, is up to you. And that's, yeah, that's, I think always a really cool part of it. Yeah. That's one of the things that appealed to me as well, because I mean, I found a weird skill in flipping things on the auction house and that turned out to be one of the things that I was best at back in the day. And, you know, that doesn't require a great amount of skill. It was just something that I could accumulate wealth relatively easily for my character. And that's how I enjoyed the game. I spent half my time sitting in the auction house in Stormwind, <laughs> just flipping things. And I loved it. And that didn't need me to have, you know, world-class reflexes or anything like that. That was just one element of the game that really made it sing out to me. But I should say as well, just on the other Blizzard game things, I loved Hearthstone when it came out, but before it got a bit, you know, messy with all the expansions so if people are kind of sitting there thinking i'm i want to i want to understand more about you know well classic we do now know that it's just around the corner you know coming in i guess from here about like hopefully within six months at this at this point in in time um mm -hmm. but you know what kind of suggestions do you have for people apart from going and listening to 200 hours of, of wow classic of you know countdown to classic um you know are there any sort of specific points you think people could jump in at to to catch up a little bit or or any other resources out there that you think would be a good place for people to um to catch up a little bit look definitely there are episodes of the show that i recommend people get to first if you want to check out countdown to classic then you know there's no need to go through like i said the 200 plus hours of the show however i will say it shocks me still to this day the amount of people that write to me and say hi josh i just found your show a month ago and i'm nearly all the way done i've listened to all of them <laughs> it's seriously i can't believe it i was just talking to someone earlier today we're saying joking that there needs to be an achievement that you unlock for that because <laughs> so many listeners have been doing it and i am shy i don't know if i could do it i'm like oh my god that's crazy but anyway it's very very flattering but i would say look episode 63 is a great one to start at and people are going to see the length of it and go three and a half hours. Are you crazy? But that's an interview with John Stats, who is one of the developers uh, of the game back in the days pre-release and then worked on it for many years afterwards. 
That was a phenomenal interview. He's just written a book recently. Again, if people are interested about Vanilla World of Warcraft, he's uh, written the World of Warcraft Diary, which was all about the making of the game, which I've had the opportunity to read the first 100 pages of as a bit of a preview six months ago, and it's fantastic. It's getting amazing reviews now. It'll be coming out on Amazon soon. Um, so that's an interview with John Stats, the author of that book. Highly recommend that one if you want to learn about what went into making the game. Now, outside of that, there are certain episodes that, you know, people really did have a lot of fun with that, you know, dives into a certain class. Like there's a a warrior episode in um, episode number 82, is it 84? Somewhere in the 80s. Um, There's a paladin PvP episode. Like basically anything from maybe number 63 onwards, some of the more recent stuff is a great point to jump in on particularly episode 80 onwards the show sounds a little bit different it's been growing over time look i'm i cringe a bit at the earlier episodes as we all do when we make something you know if you tv shows you go back and uh, look at the first season of a lot of shows and they look so different to what they become <laughs> it's the same with podcasting i if the show sounds so different now so please if anyone ever listens to an earlier episode don't hold it against me but apparently it was you know okay enough that people hung around so that's fine by me and I'll point out as well, you've done a great job with the show notes. So I have noticed, you know, you, if you do go looking back through the archives, you can really quickly see, um, you know, a really good, clear rundown of what kinds of topics are, are being discussed in that episode. So it definitely makes it easy for someone to go and skim through some episode titles uh, and and see if there's going to be stuff in there that that catches them up on the kinds of things uh, that most interest them about about what WoW Classic is going to be. Um any other cool sort of thoughts to, to, to wrap this thing up before, um, yeah, before we need to, to sign off? Look, just the, I couldn't be more excited for this game to come out. And as you say, it's so nice to bump into other Aussies that have the same passion as well. Um, that's been another really fun part of the show is, you know, bumping into my fellow countrymen who I never really had the opportunity to meet back in the day. And now, apparently, I find out that, you know, they're all coming out of the woodwork. Australia loves WoW. That's fantastic. Um, so I'm really looking forward to maybe meeting people in real life later down the track who listen to the show or just play in a guild with me or what have you. That'll be amazing. But look, if people are interested, you know, absolutely start with the show. And then there's plenty of stuff out there. You know, search YouTube, search around. It's Things are heating up as uh, we get closer and closer to release. And I think as we get closer to release, um, we're going to hear a lot more from Blizzard about what's coming with the game and also more and more people will start to take notice and uh, hopefully, look, I'm not sure if it's going to be the greatest game of all time. I remember it fondly. We'll see what Blizzard does with it. There's a number of different directions they could go in, but I'm very keen and we'll just see what happens. Awesome. Josh, thank you so much for your time. Is there, I'll link up a few of those shows you've mentioned in the show notes, uh, but is there anywhere people should uh, track you down and follow you on social media as well. Um, I'm on Twitter. You can find me. I find me at Count Two Classic with the number two. Uh, the show's on Facebook, but mainly, look if you just head to CountdownToClassic.com, you'll find everything you need there. The show's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Wherever you get your podcasts, that's the a great starting point. And then you'll find in all the other links uh, from there. 
Awesome. I, I can't wait to uh, roll, uh, re-roll essentially my very, very, very original ever WoW character that is now lost to the mists of time in the, you know, in the live game. Um, but it, it will be fun to go back and, and roll the very same character I rolled the very first time I ever played, which was a dwarf warrior. Uh, and as much as you know, I I don't have kind of fond memories of playing Warrior at the time. I think stepping back into that world with with that same first foot, I think, is going to feel really really exciting. And no doubt we will party up at some point and and see if we can run a dungeon. I very much so look forward to it, mate. It'll be good to uh, absolutely spend some time in game with uh, you and a bunch of other people that I've met along the way. So I can't wait. Thanks again to Josh for joining me on the Scrapyard. You can also find Josh on Twitter via at Count2Classic. That's the number two in the middle. I hope you all feel like you learned up on the WoW Classic world and have a little more excitement in your heart like I actually kind of do after having that chat. Anyway, that's all for today. I'm Seamus Byrne. You can find me via Seamus on Twitter and you can find all the shows I work on like the eSports Moment and Jetpacks are Overrated over at Biteside.com. Catch you next time.